So, uh, you have been here for a few days. Uh, you are supposed to... Yes, you are supposed to respond or ask any questions with regard to your stay here, if you have any. You have gone around number of places, Auroville, Ashram. When are you returning back? <coughs> so, hardly any more time. So, you have any questions about this place? Or about anything? Yes? Anything? See, uh, in life, you know, you have two alternatives. Either you ask questions or life will ask you questions. So you decide. <laughs> it's true of life. If you ask questions... Find your answers, it's wonderful. Otherwise, life will knock at the door and start asking questions. You understand the difference between the two? So it's good to ask questions. And at your age, you should be full of questions. Otherwise, it would mean whatever you are seeing, thinking, whatever has been fed into you, you have just accepted it quite blindly. Do you want to accept things blindly? No, good, that's it. Yes. Why is this shelf on the one side and not the other? Yes, what do you, yeah, what do you feel about it? Supposing we had a shelf here, you mean this side and this side? Yes, supposing we had a shelf on this side, would it make a difference? Think about it, yes, what kind of difference? Yes, give this suggestion, sure, by all means. It's a good suggestion. <coughs> what are the other alternatives of having, instead of two shelves, what are the other alternatives? Two shelves would mean now they have to make another. It's not easy to make a new shelf. Somebody who designed it, most likely, did not design it with this thought in mind. You see, you have opened a door to something very interesting. Um, I'll come to that a little later. Now, it's, uh, it may be important to know what was the thought of the person who designed it. Isn't it? In life, do we encounter such situations where we think it should not be like this? It should change. And we have our own idea. But we have no idea, the person who designed it, why the person designed it. And it applies not only to this shelf, it applies right to the mystery of creation. Why things are the way they are. And it is good to know both. Because while it's good that we have new ideas and it should change, we should also know the original idea that has gone into its making. So we should find out about this. At the same time, I quite agree that maybe the person did not think that there would be so many lovely children out here one day <laughs> and didn't cater to it and it should change. Is change good or bad? Always? Fine, good. I appreciate it. So, um, tell me about, uh, like, supposing you want to change, any of you, you, you all accept life as it is, world as it is, or you think it should change? Change. So, can you give some suggestions? Yes. Very good. Uh, you have raised a good question and you don't have to be apologetic about questions. All right? Uh, that we do respect. Now, it's not needed. Mother understands all of us very well. Just to, first of all, put the context. Uh, if you really see the mother's working, while she is in a physical body, you will see she was 
far more progressive than any of us can imagine. To start with, you know the ashram, at least here, I, I don't know much about Delhi ashram, but I, I know a little bit about it, uh, has been built on principles of freedom and the kind of freedom which you cannot even imagine or conceive. The ashram inmates here have no compulsion for the kind of food they will eat, the kind of dress they will wear, the kind of approach they will have towards the divine. There each one is free, even to visit the ashram or not visit the ashram, to read a book or not read a book, to join the collective meditation or not join the collective meditation. So, so this kind of freedom is not even conceivable, even now, for anyone walking any path. Okay, so this is the first part. Outwardly, she was so much in keeping with times that, in fact, far ahead of times. You know, you know today about um, women liberation and all those things. Uh, can you imagine in 40s, women wearing shorts and participating in group activities and physical education? Would you call it progressive? Or far, looking far, far ahead, not just progressive, far, far ahead. So, in a certain sense, almost historically you can say that the origin of women liberation in the true sense started here. You know, those were days when women, at least in India, couldn't even enter a temple because, you know, if they were having periods. But when mother was asked, she said, nothing doing, it's perfectly fine. She said, people could live together even if they are not married, if they have love for each other. You may not be aware of, you know, all this that mother has said. So, she was far ahead of times. Perhaps more accurately, what you are saying, I understand, it's not about preaching. There is no preaching in mother's writings anywhere. But perhaps human consciousness is not able to catch up. Imagine showing cinema in an ashram in the 1940s and then the permanent was built, I think, 50. But have you heard about it? In an ashram setting, you have cinema and movies like Blue Lagoon. Have you heard about the movie? We're being screened here with mother's physical presence. And she spoke very highly about the movie. So I personally feel uh, the other way around that mother's teachings are far more vast and um, all-embracing. But the limitation of human consciousness turns it into something like a limited religion, which none of us likes. I don't like. I don't like to see mother's teaching being reduced to a fixed belief system. That's why you must have noticed when I walked in and, uh, you know, Jor se bolo, not Jai good morning. <laughs> I don't like it. It's, it's up to you. You should feel inside. Otherwise, it makes no sense. Because we all belong to a, you know, in ashram, just for your information, in way back, have you heard of Nalini Kant Gupta? One of the, if after Madhra and Shubindo, anybody would speak about an elder inmate with respect, Somebody who has really realized so much was Nalini Kant Gupta. Right from uh, young age, he has been with Shurabindo from the freedom days. And uh, are you aware that people, when they would address an elder person in the ashram, how do they address? Supposing you were part of the ashram and my name is Alok, how would you address me normally? Doctor, Shiman, or Alokji, or Aloksar, or Alokda, right? Think about something else. How else could you address me? Progressive thinking. Yes? Yeah, somebody said. No? What, how about just calling Alok? In Ashram, this was the norm. To Nalinida, people would call him Nalini. Which people? A young child. Do you think it is uh, in keeping with time, behind times or far ahead of times? Far ahead of times, that's it. Many such things. People could, uh, you may have seen here in Ashram that um, children, people who are practitioners of actually practicing yoga, people from different areas can come and sit together without even you getting a sense as to what's happening inside them. When you walk inside the ashram, except for taking off your shoes, which is, I think, more to do with hygiene than anything else, you can just walk in in any which way. Nobody compels you to learn about Mother and Shobindo, to read a book or, you know, follow their teachings or wear a particular badge or, you know, a particular type of dress. 
the difficulty is not with mother and shurbindo they are very vast if you go read there i i mean i appreciate you have read something of them but maybe when you read a lot usually people you may have read some selections and gathered from some people but when you really read mother and shurbindo you enter into such a vastness that you wonder how far behind your small little mind is just imagine shurbindo and the mother gave importance even to material life you must and not just importance tremendous importance otherwise normally we are told no spiritual life is antagonized to material life isn't it normally people say ashram mein ji spiritual life you know you are leading so your material life uh, you are still connected well here the mother and shubindo gave utmost importance because matter is the basis everything must express through matter to beauty to art aesthetics everything absolutely different how would people greet mother just can you tell me how would they would greet mother you know that very interesting some would call a mother some would call a dosme some would some people children would just go and say bonjour and mother would say bonjour good morning good morning without anything attached to it can you imagine going to a master in an organization children could just walk up to her any time and freely taradi she has plenty of stories and many persons they could just walk up to her like they could to somebody who is very intimate to the person so the change we have to change a lot but change towards vastness and if you see mother and shubindu's teachings they are very vast so vast that it's mind bogglingly vast imagine vastness of spiritual life and material life coming together something okay so but when you see certain things which seem to you very narrow i think that's probably what you are referring to you should tell freely you should tell them that it's not in mother's light rather than thinking that this is in mother's light okay so you can read and you can quote me that bhaiya told us that you know or just alok told us <laughs> and you can read you will see it's very vast anything else there is something very interesting the mother told about shurbindo just since we are at it um, she said what shurbindo represents in the world's history is not a teaching not even a revelation you know teachings like do's and don'ts and like that revelation is uh, religions are born oh i have seen god and he is like this revelation uh, instead she says that he is a mighty action straight from the supreme now what is a mighty action shubindu is not a teaching at all it's a mighty action what is that action it's precisely to usher in a change of human consciousness and we can participate in it go with that mighty current or we can go slowly with whatever way the world is advancing a place where men and women are equal when you enter the ashram does anybody tell you to get into ladies queue and gents queue isn't it isn't it amazing when you go to the dining room does anybody ask you ki jati kya hai kahan baithoge what is your caste does anybody ask you what's your religion if you wear a cross does anyone tell why are you wearing a cross and entering does anybody greet you with any of the religious norms which are prevalent everywhere else not even jaima otherwise most places you go you will see uh, either the founder or something picked up from a uh, religion to which you belong or a cult right isn't it that's a common thing practice no like if you go to a particular place they will say jai shri krishna radhe radhe or you go to an you know um, muslim religious place there would be another way uh, to greet each other there are different ways or you go to a spiritual place like radha swami so they will say jai um, they will say radha swami that's all they will say but here you just say bonjour you say namaste it's up to you because it doesn't matter you say nothing you can just say i look how are you <laughs> again just you may be interesting it may be interesting to know 
when the first one of the first computers when they came uh, i am talking of 60s i don't know when i don't remember now when the first computer came to india in an official way in a big way but in 60s when the computers had just begun to come um, there is a person here who was deeply involved with computers and he brought the first computer to the mother for the mother to have a look at it and she was uh, and the, he tried to start the computer and the computer won't start there was some problem which was taking place and he was getting nervous kya ho raha hai kya ho raha hai why you know it's not and then the mother laughed and said it's okay can you imagine what she was thinking at that point of time what she could be thinking yeah you know what she was saying she said i was trying to see whether this machine responds to human will or not and she said it responds you understand the implication of this statement what is the implication of this statement to say that a computer responds to human there is an interface between the computers machine and man today we are talking about artificial intelligence isn't it it's in fact seeing way ahead it's quite possible that tomorrow we may actually have machines and computers which will respond to your will and thought is it conceivable scientifically now it is conceivable that's right it's conceivable scientifically today that your thought and will can actually make a machine act but at that point of time when computers have just begun to come she is forcing the entire future and playing with it and opening a door of possibilities so that's the mother one of the first studios film studio she wanted to establish here in lake and knowing now today many of you are exposed to media and you all know by now that you can't really trust trust the way things are projected either which way i am not talking of one party or another party so long back when newspapers came people wanted to read newspaper and mother said keep it in a room and she named the room room of falsehood this is way back and then she wanted that within the ashram they should start something like um not media the word is not media but uh, studio film studio and she wanted to give the message she gave a message to it at the service of truth and beauty that it never took place it's a different thing that's because human consciousness not ready i take it like that human as humans we are not ready to you know be at the service of truth and beauty but that is the thought that has gone in so basically if you ask me i would say that we as humans have fell far behind far far behind then she in her future looking vision has brought to us make sense better some of these facts which you may not be aware so i just thought i'll appraise you yes anything else anyone it could be something else yes young man kuch to bolo should be full of questions and i really appreciate that you asked it straight and frank that's the way and it's a great quality one of the things that the mother has really appreciated is straightforwardness and frankness so you don't have to be apologetic ever for saying what you feel as your truth inside absolutely wonderful and yes when we speak truth it should be said in a beautiful way and you said it so beautifully Yes. Including fencing, swimming, everything. Yes. So she 
Absolutely, you should ask. I am telling you, you should ask. Don't, yeah, I quite agree with you. You should ask. Take home point from the ashram. I am sorry if I am putting <laughs> teachers into discomfort, but you should ask. They will give you their reasons. But one thing I must tell you, it has nothing to do with the ashram. I take my hands off the responsibility. But yes, there would be reasons. For example, there could be a reason that, you know, Or there could be, uh, you know, I can assure you it's one of the safest places on earth. Or, you know, I, I don't know, very frankly, but you have a right to ask. Yeah. No, no, I agree, beta. I, I completely agree. You know, I, my, I'll give you an example. Just to put things... I'm an ashram inmate. My wife is an ashram inmate. We are devotees for long, long time. Bo- my son and daughter-in-law have both studied here. And while my daughter-in-law is living in our house, she wears shorts and moves around. No issues. So... If you tell me, I am fully convinced about your argument. <laughs> but unfortunately, I am not deciding. I told you precisely this, that we as human beings have to go far, far ahead to see the vastness of mother's vision. There is no distinction. This idea, man and woman should just finish. She, if I may use a word, she struggled to get rid of this idea. You know, when somebody would tell her, um, you know, I have um, studied so much, but you know, my wife, she cannot follow and all this. You know, mother scolded the person. What have you done to educate your wife? And you are now blaming her. You are responsible for this. At another place, he says, I am completely against the idea of a woman cooking for her husband or man. And this, by the way, is in keeping even with ancient India. You know the best halwais were who? Man or woman? Yes, yeah. degradation women has to be in the house, he must cook, all this. Absolutely nonsense. So she was far ahead. She was not in favor of this. If if you read what she has written about man and woman relationship, you'll be amazed how they should be together at every level, one in sensations, one in thoughts. One in feelings, one in interest, one in their deepest aspiration. It opens such doors of understanding. There is a whole, there is a whole letter of mother on marriage. Though she said marriage has become an outdated institution. This is 70. Do you believe it? So strange, no? 70. It's there. So she was asked, is it outdated for everybody? What about some people who want to continue it. She said, those who still believe in it can continue. She said, those who love each other have a right to live together. That's the only condition of a relationship that they should be love. Is it progressive or retrogressive? (laughs) Are we ready for this? (laughs) We are far behind. Why? Because, can you tell me why people, uh, you know, are not able to enter into this vastness. Let's talk a little bit about it. What is the difficulty? Yes? Yes, one is not even tradition. It's rooted in the stupid understanding of tradition, not tradition. I mean, I'm very proud to say that I'm an Indian. You know why? You know, India's ancient name Bharat is named after whom? Have you heard the story of King Bharat? Who was he? Ah, yes, yes, you remember right, but that is after when he was a little grown up. Yeah. But before that, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you remember the heroic deeds. How was he born? Uh, he was an ancestor of the Shaksha. Sh- Sh- yeah, but how was he born? Yeah, if you t- say modern language, you will say he was an illegitimate child. He was born of Shakuntala, who was herself an orphan. And the marriage, there was no marriage, but the child she begot out of wedlock because she loved Dushyant. And Dushyant, though a nice king, later on went into his kingdom and forgot. And her father was a rishi. 
and when the rishi came to know you know what did he say she didn't say he didn't say you kale moon karadi kya bolte kalik poddi kulta bhagja tune mera naam badnam kar diya honor killing nothing you know what did he say my child you have not done anything wrong go and claim your right from your from your husband who has forgotten you not even married or there was a gandharviva i mean if you want to call it that is my tradition i am very proud to belong to that tradition so it's not rooted in tradition it's rooted in a narrow understanding of tradition and why this narrow understanding came there is a context to it some of you may know may not know it came post invasions that india became very defensive because uh, it realized that because of this vastness it ended up into a state where this was misused you know exactly the kind of problem which is happening in kashmir because when you are vast you allow many things but you don't know with what intention people come and then they finish everything so they became over defensive then there was a mixing of cultures certain aspects like parda and all this was taken later on from people who invaded and we started thinking that this is our tradition and it's very unfortunate that we remain disconnected it's not your fault it's our fault yes yes that is the second important part in fact it's more important there is a fear one is a fear of change why just out of habit reasons come later then there are some incidents which take place which if we look closely is not about the dress you have worn it's about the mindset of people which should change i quite agree with you that there is a fear there are people i mean in villages events like miss uh, treatment of women and all this used to take place it had nothing to do with the poor village girl who was wearing always you know salwar suit with chunni dupatta it was because of a certain mindset that the girls felt unsafe and insecure what is the solution to it there are well beast like that i won't say men <laughs> there are beasts so what is the solution so one solution is you don't dress up like this that is one solution obviously we all agree it's an imperfect solution so what is the solution i'll i'll put the question in another way if you are going to a jungle you know there are dangerous guys out there guys means creatures <laughs> so what is the solution yes that's it that's exactly what mother was doing when she was teaching girls judo karate and fencing she was making the girls strong she was telling them you should be able to face you are not uh, inferior to any any species so this conditioning should go that you are weak and you know if a boy comes and tries to attack you you have to only call uh, some friend who will come and save you no you can save yourself you can defend but you have to also take charge of your life i mean you have to go into learning all this don't play the image of a weak tender girl you know whom everybody likes no be strong it's very good to be strong in our tradition again our tradition okay think about a woman who was attacked by a beastly man and what did she do yes do you remember any story from art from indian tradition hmm are har saal celebrate अरे द्रौपदी तो बाद में द्रौपदी तो बेचारी बहुत पहले द्रौपदी ने तो पूरा द्रौपदी तो डेसिमेटेड द होल एम्पायर शी मेड श्योर दैट सच एन एम्पायर डास्ट आई एग्री बट वी वर्शिप एवरी ईयर अरे सीता तो अगेन वेरी एडवांस सी टोल्ड हर हजबेंड नथिंग डूइंग आई एम नॉट गेटिंग बैक टू यू आई एम कैपेबल ऑफ लुकिंग आफ्टर माई सेल्फ येस ग्रेट वुमेन बोथ सीता एंड द्रौपदी द्रौपदी मेड श्योर दैट दी एम्पायर विच abused a woman was decimated brought down absolutely finished and sita made sure that she sets a very high standard for human beings to come that be like sita even if you have children and your uh, father they you know your husband disowns you you don't depend on him you don't have to bring them with bitterness in your heart bring them as beautiful children and you are capable of it agreed but somebody some someone else yes kali durga you know durga is 
described as a goddess who is beautiful and strong and what do we do we think either beautiful or strong isn't it an error so what does durga do when you know mahisasur beastly man <laughs> attacks her she doesn't dial 911 or looks for ssp number or oh where is my friend who will save me she fights back and fights back a battle that even the gods wonder what the gods could not do durga does it she is our ideal that's why we must keep these ideals you know you remember sometime back and even recently there was a movie and there was a controversy about it durga something and it was in bad taste why why do uh, we i mean myself as an indian i want to keep these ideals alive because they inspired generations because durga for me is the symbol of a woman who is beautiful and strong capable of herself handling the problems that she faces and if that ideal is degenerated into just some you know frivolous thing then we lose out upon something beautiful that we have inherited you get the point it's not about freedom i am just touching a side issue it's not about freedom of speech it's about keeping something which can yet save us inspire us so durga sita draupadi plenty of women in indian context who have shown what a lone woman's strength can do so it's not tradition it's fear and we have arrived at a solution that women should equip themselves to deal with beastly men but don't draw the conclusion that all men are beasts please okay there are good men there are horrible men there are good women there are horrible women there are in fact not men and women good human beings and horrible human beings it's true and the solution is not that good human beings should isolate themselves but good human beings should stand up with courage for what they stand up for okay so they are afraid but when they are afraid you should tell them mama make me strong and not filled with fear okay yes anything else any other suggestion yeah it started with your observation somebody's observation why can't we wear shorts sometimes it is fear yes <laughs> spoke about Close. okay okay yes so could you also please tell us about the ideology of the dining hall because the important aspect of survival mm. so it's food very important so what 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 is the problem they they or they don't like the food be frank <laughs> you, you like the food okay 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 some may not like let's 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 everybody okay everybody need not like okay it's okay not to like ah but what it stands for okay to yes so that's a very very good issue that you know ma'am has touched so i thought for a while you are part of a student thing so <laughs> yeah so why do we eat actually all of you know tell me why do we eat survival survival okay survival means we should eat uh, you know how much food we need for surviving survival of we, what survival is survival of the body only we need to survive in the body or something else also healthy strong so we need not just survival but we need to make the healthy body healthy and strong so that it has the capacity to repel illnesses and all those things why do we need to keep the body healthy and strong so that we can carry out activities number 1 yes fulfill fulfill what we are here to fulfill yes fulfill whatever our life's goals are simply to be happy that's how one of the ancient indian scripture says just to be happy you need to be healthy <laughs> as simple as that okay so now we have food not just for survival but to be healthy and strong so what kind of food what is the effect of food what really is food incidentally 
I'm asking a very silly question. What is food? There is a very interesting word in Sanskrit, ahara. You know what it means? That which you take inside. So, what are the things we take inside? One is food. Second, water. Air, yes. We forget it. We think that breath and water has nothing to do with food. Yes and? Yes. Now you will come up. I am sure you know. Food, solid food, water, air, then? Say loudly. Dust, particles, environment. Let me put it like that. Environment. You have touched now a very interesting point. Environment. So environment is just a physical environment or? Yes. How about that just as we breathe in dust particles, we may be also breathing thoughts and feelings. Have you observed what happens when you go to a bazaar, when you go to ashram? Is there a difference of, uh, do places make a difference to what's happening inside us? Yes. So why is that? Because we breathe the environment. Environment is not just um, physical environment. It's also psychological environment. Which means it's not enough that we eat. It's important where we eat. What is the state in which we eat? Which means if we eat while watching TV, it's another thing. And when we eat in quiet silence, it's another thing. When we eat having heated discussion, it's something else, etc., etc. Isn't it? So it brings a totally a new dimension. Alright. Now, I'll ask one more question. What about veg and non-veg food? What do you feel? No, not fancies and you know, I'm a vegetarian, therefore I talk about vegetarian. No. What do you feel about, what is the difference? Forget morality and religion. I'm, we are discussing on a different ground, okay? No, I'm not talking of that. We live in an age of reason and science. It stems from the same logic. We are, are we just bodies or something else also? Yes? We are also our thoughts and feelings and will, many things. Leave something we may not know about soul, but at least we'll agree we are thoughts, feelings and all these things. I agree. But I'm, we are meeting on a different ground altogether, not on ground of, uh, you know, where soul exists or not. It's a different thought altogether. Which means that when, you when we interact with each other, we are interacting not just physically. Have you seen people with whom you feel enthused and people whom you meet for some time and you say, drained out? So there is, apart from food, we take in many things along with it. So what is the consciousness in a vegetable, what, what does a vegetable contain? It contains matter, yes, and it contains, it's living. So it contains some kind of a life force which sustains matter. That's what vegetables and fruits are. What about animals? What do they contain? Yes? Normally, what, what is there in animals? Common emotions? Or do they have fear? Do they have rage? So when you take an animal, cut and eat it, you are also taking along with it fear and rage. Okay? Higher animals also have emotions. They have something else also along with that. So that's, that's the reason why when you take a vegetarian food, you are taking matter which, will, which you need as a building block and you take just that much life force which sustains matter. So you will see that most of the scientific studies will tell you that vegetarian food, particularly fruits, etc., nourish you and energize you, invigorate you, because it contains that life force layer. Whereas animal food makes you strong, no doubt about it. Strong means in a... Because animals have that. It gives you the killer instinct. Because animals have that. It also fills you with rage and fear. So, food has... Yes. 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 
exactly but not not love but passion yes instincts those movements love is found in little higher animals the i mean love in the true sense love yes exists at animals but it's a love of devouring you know the most primitive expression of love it's to devour you know what it means kha jana do you know what happens when cobras they meet sometimes the male cobra devours literally eats the female cobra are you aware of that at at a most primitive level the expression of love is to eat away that's why even till today when you want to express your love you like to give food it's a very rudimentary expression please don't mistake that somebody who makes food for you alone loves but it's the most rudimentary expression of love all right and now we have slightly shifted just to make sure because love is a very sacred word you know we we should use it with all the it's the highest word probably the most profound that has ever been discovered by human beings the greatest power so this is the most rudimentary expression in human relationship it takes a very strange form there are people who devour the partner do you understand what i am saying the partner loses all their independence is completely dependent on the other person you know about this relationship is almost crushed and finished and if you ask them they will say it is love but love of the highest order sets you free so the love which is found in animal kind higher animals like elephants i agree that they have cows another some of these higher animals do experience love which is very close to human beings and possibly rudiments of a soul and that's why in almost all religions you will see higher animals in some way or the other it's not something which is primitive savages they killed mastodon elephant but otherwise you don't hear of you know killing elephants for meat or because it's it contains something more than just emotion something more and uh, it is a developed creature but generally animals they have by love they mean uh, basically passion and a strong sexual force so you will see that when you take non veg it does give you a brute strength there is no doubt about it that's why the kshatriyas used to eat it the warriors at the same time it gives a killer instinct it fills you with rage fear even suspiciousness so if one desires these things it's perfectly fine and if one doesn't desire these things that's better to switch over it's a choice if you like to be like that perfectly fine and this this doesn't mean you don't have to bring any religion or any <coughs> ideology here so when we eat we are taking all these things now in addition food contains something else i am glad you touched love whose food contains love which food you you must be knowing for sure mummy ka khana kya badhiya baat boli hai hai na mummy ke khane se acha koi khana hota nahi hai koi hotel hotel mein ha papa ka bhi yaar theek hai thank you for reminding that i am glad papa ka khana thank you so much i like it but the fact is that the fact is that uh, aap kisi bhi five star hotel kahin chale jao wo mummy ka khana mummy ka khana hota hai isn't it क्या होता है उसमें वो इंग्रेडिएंट होता है लव सो देर इज अनदर डायमेंशन ऑफ फूड वेयर हु इज प्रिपेयरिंग इट दैट आल्सो मैटर्स सो नॉट जस्ट द एटमोस्फियर इन विच यू आर ईटिंग बट आल्सो हु इज प्रिपेयर्ड इट नाउ हाउ डू दे प्रिपेयर फूड हियर यू इनफैक्ट दे आई एम श्योर इट इज डन एवरीवेयर वेयर दे इज लंगर और प्रसाद यू नो द प्रिंसिपल बिहाइंड इट इज दैट वेन यू प्रिपेयर द फूड you invoke something higher something like a divine presence you concentrate and then you go about preparing it then when you serve you must have seen in dining room pehle ghanti band basti hai aur darwaje band ho jate hain you know what's happening inside at the counter they all concentrate and they concentrate with an aspiration that may mother's light mother's consciousness comes and fills the food so at the end point when you actually have the food in your plate 
you are having a nourishing vegetarian food it contains chemically you see brown bread milk and banana covers almost everything and you have the mixed vegetable dal actually it's wholesome food second it contains some ingredient known as love and something called as a higher <laughs> spiritual force within it that is the difference between prasad and ordinary food so it becomes prasad so when you take it you are taking not just food but taking all this a package yeah, you know package reminds me of something very interesting when people get married to each other so sometimes they see in a girl whether she is good looking or not and in a boy what is his salary but you know what is hidden i am saying this so that don't make this mistake it's a package when you accept a person it's not just the physical form or the salary you have to accept everything else that is connected with it which is not obvious on the surface and later on you say ki no no i didn't bargain for it but you bargain for it you understand what is a package so when you eat the same bread outside and same bread in the ashram dining room there is a difference the wheat which is grown the uh, the rice which is grown is all grown in ashram department the cows so apart from its purity it contains within it elements which nourish not only our body but also our inmost being so what is the take home point one is to turn it into just a ritual that when you are here i must eat food only in dining room wonderful yes but something else you can take home when you go home try to bring into practice some of these things so if when you grow up one day and prepare food or even now so you can try this before you start preparing food just concentrate for a few minutes see what happens i practically learned a little bit of cooking this way not knowing anything about it so i used to stand like a bloke and stand and just pray mother teach me how to cook and just put certain things mixed and result was quite good that's what people said i hope they were not flattering me but i used to like it so try to concentrate of course you should know the technique prepare and then before eating also try to concentrate for a while now why before eating because even if somebody is prepared in any which way you know when you are going on when you all came here i am sure you must have told some people at home your parents they all know no where you are i hope so huh? <laughs> why do you tell them what is the need to tell them why should we inform them you know yes parents are our backup plan isn't it any issues otherwise parents bude ho gaye they you know they are dated yes all that is true but backup plan parents hote hain when you are you meet with a challenge or difficulty then so and you don't know behind your present back what all parents have done to arrange things for you you may not know you ask for money and parents have given you don't know what they have done how they have calculated that i must keep something else spare etc you you don't know so similarly when we invoke the divine in our life then what happens that's like i am eating food i don't know what consciousness what is there in it bacteria germs this that but i am connecting it i am telling my super mom mom look i am eating this food take care you understand the principle behind it so there is something else which takes care of what we are eating now should we limit it only to eating yes but i'll just come to it yeah yeah but i didn't say taste doesn't matter i didn't touch upon that at all then deliberately if you notice i didn't use the word taste and there is a reason why i didn't touch upon it because i thought i'll touch that issue if none of you brings up and i am glad you brought it up but i'll just come back it's a very important point taste matters of course it matters but i'll come to that just in a moment i'm glad you brought it up probably my thought somewhere but before that just to complete that if invoking a higher presence helps in food why not in everyday life how about when i go for a walk i just stay quiet for a moment i don't have to close my eyes or say a mantra 
I simply say, God, whoever you are, wherever you are, or divine presence, just walk with me. Try to do it. See how life will change. All right. This is one part of it. Other than food, got that point? But now we come to taste. Very good question. What is taste? Tell me. It's very interesting. Is taste something we are, uh, which is innate, or taste something which is inborn, or taste something which we develop? Taste something to which we are conditioned. Conditioned. I am glad to start with. We are conditioned. What is most tasty to a newborn? Mother's milk or milk. What is the most insipid thing for most grown-ups? Milk. दूध नहीं पीना है, है ना? ज़्यादातर. I am not saying everybody. Strange, no? What happens? You are born with a natural instinct where milk you like in terms of taste, but as you grow up, because the taste, the original taste, which we don't know, gets slowly and slowly damaged and spoiled. Okay, so I'll come to that analogy. It's a very good analogy you have used. So maybe it is necessary. I'm not saying you should forcibly eat something. Dining room. That's why I asked you. If you don't like the taste, fine. Nothing wrong with it. Nobody is hurt. <laughs> okay, uh, but. I am just giving a picture. Then we all make choices. So the taste that we experience now, much of it is a conditioned taste, and always something to which we are habituated is not always necessarily good. And now I come to that analogy. Yes, I can walk twenty meters. How much distance you said? Twenty kilometers. No, yeah. I'll change my house. I I neither <laughs> I'll prefer to change my house, but let's say a kilometer or two kilometer. Let's be little more logical or rational in our you know examples and similes. Let's say kilometer or two kilometers, right? You have your office, and you have an option of walking, and you have an option of taking a car. Yes, car will make you more comfortable, but walking will make you more healthy, unless you are walking in Delhi smog, and that's an exception. I quite agree with you, right? So. So, yeah, that's true. So many things. So there, uh, you should opt for. I am so happy you said we should be aware even about our collective responsibilities, and we should have cars which are more like electrical now. By twenty twenty thirty, there are plans in India. There is a plan to convert all these cars by twenty thirty two into either electrical or uh, those uh, you know non pollutant uh, fuels. You 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 have seen something very interesting, and I am largely in agreement with you. Yes, beta. Yes. Absolutely, I quite agree. So when we think with an unconditional mind, we will find very many alternatives. Cycling. It's just that we have lost the habit. And honestly, I don't have a right to tell you because I use my scooter to go to nursing home. and i have a stupid excuse that i can keep my computer better in the car uh, in the scooter and maybe you know that part is a bit true you know than carrying on cycle but it is so true that cycling is a very good alternative it's true if you ask me very personally cycling yes so there are alternatives we are conditioned and our natural instinct has spoiled whereas i remember as a child walking was such fun it came naturally but it's later on that instinct is spoiled so it's important when we talk about taste to first recover the original taste okay so that takes care of the taste part and taste has many other layers to it which i am not touching like you know taste can has something to do with the personality now there are taste some people like something very gentle some people like very strong taste apart from conditioning okay yes uh since we are at it um what is likely to nourish the senses you know senses taste is a sense touch is a sense something which is very strong or something which is gentle what is likely to make the senses function better yes logical it will refine the senses so if you really want the sense of taste and why should that fellow be left behind to develop for the sense of touch to develop for the sense of 
साइट टू डेवलप एंड नाउ एम कमिंग एट अ वेरी टच सब्जेक्ट फॉर द सेंस ऑफ हियरिंग टू डेवलप देन वॉट काइंड ऑफ साउंड शुड बी एक्सपोज द इयर्स टू इट्स ऑल लॉजिकल इट्स नथिंग टू डू विद बिलीव्स इफ यू एक्सपोज द इयर्स टू वेरी लाउड एंड वेरी सो आई एम ग्लैड दैट मेनी पीपल आर नाउ ऑप्टिंग आउट ऑफ दिस क्रैकर्स एंड यू नो बॉम्ब्स एंड प्रेफरिंग लाइट्स because if you again there in tradition there is nothing to do with uh, sounds incidentally but we call it tradition no jab mana kiya tha diwali pe lot of people said nahi nahi hamara tradition hai kahi tradition nahi hai diye jalaye gaye the you know the lamps were lit that's all so when we opt for these gentler options then actually we help in the development of our senses and refine them so what happens if you refine your senses what is the advantage of it have you uh, seen that when people have a fever they smell in a certain way and their your taste changes in a certain way have you noticed sometimes if your senses are refined you can sense disease sense literally sense if it's in your atmosphere you can sense that there is an illness nearby stay away you don't have to go by the newspaper reports that there is an illness nearby by the sense of smell you can know the state of consciousness of a person dogs have it they don't cats dogs both have it they don't respond just to vibrations of the ear they respond to the sense of smell you know fear has a certain smell animals know it they detect their prey by fear if you are afraid in a jungle you are more likely to be attacked now if your senses of smell are developed then many we have lost then we will be much better equipped for survival and for everything else isn't it a good thing okay anything else i don't know where all we have stayed and where all we are going <laughs> covering the whole universe yes anything else we just have another maybe 5 7 minutes so quickly yes my opinion is that wise men should now involve in politics because they didn't involve in politics the politics has become what it is but uh, they are afraid of it it's understandable see politics is a very murky field and so it's understandable that if you enter a very uh, dark field dangerous field full of all kinds of things mud slime you are likely to pollute your hands but at least two of the among the greatest wise men that we have known did involve themselves in politics one is shri krishna and the second is shurabindo though shurabindo did not advise his disciples to involve because he knew the dangers but at the same time what he meant by politics is not just about party what is politics actually when two people gather together and plan or scheme something against the third one that politics right but yes because it's a very dark field and if you are only wise don't involve if you are wise and strong like krishna and shurabindo all right but you have to know if you are only wise and not strong so knowledge and power must be there together if it's only knowledge wisdom in that sense um if you involve yourself you are likely to end up selling your hands if you have knowledge and you have power to counterbalance the effects then by all means so no field is an achut but wise men stay away because possibly they don't have the power to enter into it leaving aside what really is a wise man is another debate <laughs> who is a wise man <laughs> as somebody said find me five wise men so wise man is not decided by consensus or by newspaper headlines there are wise men or let me make it more generalized there is a wise man inside all of us and many of you have spoken beautiful things now just like any wise man so we are all wise in some part of our nature 
and we all have wise vice in another part of our nature <laughs> but let's grow this wise man inside and let's also grow in strength then we will make a complete and add to it love wisdom strength and love shobindo says at one place this is the triumvirate of man's glorious manhood so human beings are not recognized just by physio physiognomy wisdom strength and love if you have these three you are indeed worthy of being a human being so let us pray that we all have this and let's strive towards that okay okay thank you bachcho nice meeting all of you